You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing fantastic out there. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. A busy podcast ahead. We talk about the new additions for BYU football in the form of both Dominique and Marcus McKenzie. They have flipped from the University of Virginia. They will join the BYU football program. We'll talk about what the impact of their commitments mean for BYU. We'll also talk about what's happening in BYU basketball. Men's team falls out of the top 25 while the women tumble a bit in the national polls themselves and of course we will catch you guys up on everything else involved in BYU athletics here on a Tuesday including answering some of your questions submitted via Twitter and also via email so a busy busy day ahead on today's show it's all brought to you today by our title sponsor that is our friends over at Sonos Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN's college football go to Sonos.com to learn more all right without further ado let's dive in on a Tuesday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 14th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thank you for making some time and making this your first listen of the day right here on Locked On Cougars. Appreciate your guys' patronage and appreciate you guys being a part of this community. Absolutely love talking with you guys every single day. And a quick reminder for you guys, a lot of you going to family parties and spending time with friends that you may not have seen in some time. Well, if they're a BYU fan like yourself, please make sure to share this podcast with them. Tell them it's a free podcast. It's free and available on whatever podcasting service they happen to be interested in. And we're with them every single day talking all things BYU. It's a really, really fun product. And of course, your guys' personal endorsement of it doesn't hurt at all either. So please consider sharing this with three of your family and friends. That's all we ask. Three people. This sounds like a multi-level marketing scam. It's not a scam, folks. I swear. Any of you who've listened to this podcast, we're not selling you anything outside of what our advertisers are selling you. So thank you once again uh, for your support as always. Getting going here on a Tuesday and let's talk a little BYU football. Some really good news on the recruiting front for BYU. They got their second and third flips from the University of Virginia in recent days with the commitments, the verbal pledges from both Dominique and Marcus McKenzie from Pineview High School and down there in St. George. Both of them are legacy prospects. Their father, Brian McKenzie, a standout running back for BYU in the mid-1990s, part of that famed 1996 team, one of the better teams that BYU has had in their history. And I really, really like the pickup of both of these players. Both of them are different type players, but the thing about them that stands out, if anybody who has watched them or has watched their film can see, they can absolutely fly. And what I mean by fly is they can just run. Dominique likely to play wide receiver receiver at BYU. Marcus is probably going to play defensive back, but the good news is both of them are negligible in terms of their overall speed. Marcus boasts a personal record of 10.55 seconds in the 100 meter dash, and Dominique just a touch behind him with a PR of 10.6. If I'm not mistaken, I forget which one uh, has it, but they both last year 
ran the 200 meters. And I think, I want to say, it might have been Marcus who set the state record for the 200 meters, uh, the overall state record. And I believe Dominique, his time in that meet at the same time, or his top time, actually broke the previous state record as well. So these two can just absolutely fly. And the funny thing about this is BYU suddenly has four top flight sprinters in this recruiting class because you add the McKenzie twins to guys like Cody Hagen, who has run a 10 5 100 meters, somewhere in that range. And also, funny enough, Parker Kingston out of Roy High School, he has run, I think, 10 6 or 10 7. These guys can absolutely fly on the track, and it translates to the football field. BYU, I think, has made it an absolute priority for them to make sure that they upgrade their just overall skill talent, but in addition to that, their overall team speed. Well, these four commitments with McKenzie Twins joining, as we mentioned, Hagen as well as Kingston, I mean, the BYU's got plenty of speed. And obviously, some of these guys are going to have mission plans. Some of them will enroll early. The, the funny thing is about this, with the McKenzie twins, they're actually planning on both serving missions for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but they're going to go at different times. Uh, Dominic McKenzie, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I'm reading this here, he is actually going to go on a mission this next month. He's actually leaving. He's graduating high school early and going to leave right away for the mission field. While Marcus actually decided he wants to run track this spring, he is going to be running track for Pineview and then go on his mission ostensibly later in the spring or early on in the summer. So you'll have about a six-month gap between these two, but nonetheless, when they both show up at BYU, they'll bring plenty of speed with them, and I think these are very, very savvy pickups for BYU. Both of them rated as high three-star recruits according to 24-7 Sports, both the 24-7 rankings themselves as well as the composite rankings. So I think both of them are going to be well-received additions to BYU's recruit class and suddenly BYU's recruiting class is very very packed ahead of early signing day or the early signing window excuse me opening up tomorrow looking forward to chronicling more of who's going to be signing with BYU over the next couple of days hoping to have Jeff Hansen from Cougar Sports Insider on to break down this class he is in my opinion the foremost authority when it comes to BYU recruiting I defer all knowledge to him I'm just kind of riding his coattails tracking stuff and trying to stay on top of it. Jeff does it unlike anybody else. So credit to him on that, but some really, really cool things happening for BYU. And funny enough, Bronco Mendenhall stepping down of Virginia suddenly has become a net gain for BYU. Who would have thought? All right, uh, a couple other notes on BYU football here. BYU held media availability yesterday, and I think that uh, Gunnar Romney, in my opinion, has become one of the go-to quotes for this BYU football team. I I will tell you this much. I have covered BYU for over a decade at this point, and very few guys early on in their career spoke less than Gunnar Romney. I'm telling you, you ask him a question, no matter how broad open-ended a question you offered him, it was maybe a one-sentence answer at the very most. In the last year, year and a half, he has really opened up, blossomed in terms of just his overall quotability to the media, and I thought he had some very good stuff yesterday, and let's let you hear some of those clips. So first thing, there's obviously the question of BYU trying to put together back-to-back 11-win seasons, and Gunner is fully aware of what the legacy would be for BYU to do this because it goes back to some of the heydays of BYU football. Here's what Gunner thinks about the importance of BYU getting to that 11th win this week when they take on UAB on Saturday. 
I think it's huge. I think this has been one of the hardest schedules that BYU has ever played. You know, we've, we've played and won against the most power five teams that, that in BYU history. And so I think it's it's really awesome in cementing our legacy as, as this team. To get 11 wins, it's an amazing thing. And then, you know, like Lopa mentioned right before I came on, it hasn't been done since the national championship season that uh, we've gotten 11 wins two seasons in a row, which is, which is unheard of. And so I think it'd be really cool to go out with a bank. There you go, Gunnar Romney. Obviously, he wants to go out with a bang, as he mentioned in the final stanza of that quote. I do need to make a slight edit. He mentioned the fact that the the back-to-back 11-win seasons has not been accomplished since the 1980s. 83 through 85, BYU went 11-1, and 13-0, and 11-3. and Well, BYU would go 11 wins, 11 wins for the first time, actually, since 2007 and 2006. So 2006, BYU went 11-2, 2007, 11-2. And then they went 10 and 3 in 08, 11 and 2 in 09. No matter what, those are some of the best eras of BYU football we're talking about when you look at those records. So, regardless, you go back to back 11 win seasons. And funny enough, the 2021 season, I know it won't necessarily get the same pub as some of the great seasons in BYU football history just because BYU is not as highly ranked and they're not playing in a huge bowl game. And more on that in a moment. But. I think that there's an argument to be made that the 2021 season is one of the greatest accomplishments in BYU football history for none other than the fact that they played the most Power 5 opponents of any BYU football team ever, seven Power 5 opponents, and they won six of them. Both of those were program records. You cannot take that away from this team, and they accomplished a lot. But going back to that bull thing, Gunnar Romney says this team's pretty highly motivated going into this game against UAB, at least from his perspective, because they feel like they got a little shortchanged by the college football playoff committee. I think everybody on this team kind of feels slighted a little bit by the by the bowl selection committee, and so I think really that's the number one source of motivation is to go out and finish strong and show show teams that we deserve to be up there and to help maybe future teams to show that you know we we shouldn't be slept on. Many of you can recall the 2008 Las Vegas Bowl when BYU played down there against the University of Oregon. As we mentioned, that was one of the more stellar teams in BYU's recent history. And Mike Bellotti, the head coach of the Oregon Ducks at the time, was saying that BYU would be no, no better than a mid-tier Pac-12 team at the very best. And then what does BYU do? They take that disrespect, they shove it right back in Oregon's face, absolutely collapse the Ducks' faces in in a 38-8 to demolition. And Bellotti kept running his mouth after the game, even so, and said, whatever. I think that's what BYU's motivation is going into this game. You know what? We probably should be considered more of a player for a New Year's Six Bowl game, but the College Football Playoff Committee decided to go back to their cronyism and pick their Power 5 teams. And BYU, what they need to do? Go out and make a statement. Crush UAB and stick it a little bit to the College Football Playoff Committee. It's not going to be the same as actually playing in one of those New Year's Six games, but at the same time, be a little cathartic for you guys to go out there and just kind of stick it to the college football playoff committee saying you're going to stick us in some also-ran bowl game. We'll, we'll make a statement nonetheless, and we'll go back-to-back 11-win seasons. That's a pretty big statement to make. And the nice part is he also mentioned, Gunner, uh, that future BYU teams, well, they probably won't face the same issues that he is talking about because they'll actually be inside the Power Five in just a couple years' time. Now, the final thing from Gunner is obviously the question mark about his uh, future when it comes to staying at BYU or potentially pursuing his professional aspirations in the NFL. Well, here's what he had to say when asked that question. Um, I'm leaning a little bit one way right now, but really, I, I said I wasn't going to decide until after the season was completely over, and so that's kind of what I'm doing. Gunner is not typical 
up in his hand at all, folks. But my personal gut feeling on this, and trust me, I, I'm probably dead wrong on this, and it may go back and forth. But as of today, I would think the Gunner leans towards coming back for one more year to prove he can stay healthy, he can continue to produce. But maybe he decides, you know what? It's time to go chase my NFL dreams. I think he sees what Dax Milne is doing in the NFL and thinks, I can do exactly that. But the one thing that Dax has over Gunner is he enjoyed a fully healthy season and absolutely monster production during the 2020 season. He capitalized on that. I think if Gunnar Romney were to come back and truly become BYU's lead receiver in 2022, because Neil Powell kind of took that mantle this year, and I think Neil is more likely to bolt for the NFL at this point than Gunnar. I think if Gunnar, if he were to come back, become that true number one receiver for BYU next season and have another good year, I think he could bolster his NFL aspirations even that much further, but that's just my gut feeling on it. I've got no intel on this at all, folks. Anything I do learn, I'd be happy to pass along to you, but that's just my current gut feeling on it. And as Gunner mentioned, he's leaning one way, but obviously that could change at any given moment. And we'll see what his ultimate decision is after the bowl game. All right, coming up here in just a minute, I had a, one of you reach out to me and uh, mention something that I, I did not talk about on the Monday edition of the podcast. And we'll address it as part of Twitter Tuesday, a question uh, submitted actually via email. But nonetheless, we'll get to that. We'll also talk a little bit about BYU basketball, where they fall in the national polls in the case of the women's team, they tumble a little bit, but do not fall out of the top 25, while the men's team does tumble out of the top 25. We'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Bet Online. They've had you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. But football season continues with the march towards the playoffs. It's crazy to think. Was it week 13 of the NFL yesterday? Week 14? It's just flying along. But Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. You can sign up for free, and when you want to get a deposit, use the promo code Locked On. Get 50% of whatever you deposit that first time. Add it as free money to play with, courtesy of our friends at betonline.ag. From basketball to football to NHL, boxing, and UFC, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Take advantage of it now with that promo code locked on at betonline.ag where the game starts folks i've been telling you about prize picks for some time now and if you still have not signed up what are you waiting for in addition to college football prize picks also makes college basketball more exciting prize picks is simply put daily fantasy made easy they are a leader in college sports daily fantasy they offer more college football and basketball props than anybody else in the world and offers all the star players of the power five as well as mid-major players you may not have ever heard of they offer any prop you can think of in hoops you can play points rebounds assists threes made and more than just that the best part is you pick two to five players in an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times back on any entry, and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Price Picks does allow mixed sport entries, so you could hop into the NFL or the NBA ranks and have some fun there as well. The best part is entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. You can get started at pricepicks.com or use their award-winning app and download it in your app store to get started there. Right now, when you go to pricepicks.com or use the app, when you make your first deposit, use the 
the promo code locked on to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Once again, just be sure to use the promo code locked on to take advantage of that 100% instant deposit match. So do not hesitate. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. They'd love nothing more than for you guys to join their growing community. Once again, use that promo code locked on at pricepicks.com or get started at the App Store and download that app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis of the college football playoff. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview will begin this Friday. So make sure you guys check that out. Should be a lot of fun and should be a nice companion for you guys to be ready when it comes to the CFP playing out this offseason. Alright, let's talk a little bit about BYU football. and In the vein of of the Built Bar deal that was announced obviously this past year and some news made, I believe it was Friday, the report coming out from Sportico, the BYU's name, image, and likeness agreement with BYU football and Built Bar has, being, has been looked into by the NCAA. Now, yesterday on the podcast, I did not address this and uh, Evan actually reached out to me on, on actually it was on, via email. He sent an email to LockedOnBYU at gmail.com and said, Jake, you mentioned yesterday you rounded out the podcast. You'd covered everything that happened over the weekend. Did I miss that you talked about BYU and the NCAA investigation into their NIL deal with Bill Barr? No, Evan, you did not miss it. And I apologize. I did not get to it on yesterday's podcast. Uh, frankly, the whole thing I feel like is a little bit of a, I don't know, nothing burger because let me be straight up front about this. After that news broke, and I broke out, broke it down on Twitter, and you can follow me at Jacob C. Hatch. My full name on Twitter is where my uh, most of my thoughts on sports go, including BYU. And I railed a little bit on the NCAA with this. And uh, any of you who have listened to this podcast for some time know that I am no fan of how the NCAA operates. I think they're uh, they're two faced. I think they're underhanded. I think if you cooperate with them in any way, shape, or form, they're going to hammer you. Whereas if you fight them tooth and nail, eventually they just go away. And BYU, they want to be an upstanding uh, institution and they want to be an institution who does things by the book and does things the right way. It has only gotten BYU in more trouble when they have played by the NCAA's rules. You you need to look no further than the college basketball scandal that broke. When you have the FBI knocking down the door of different college basketball programs and them saying, well, we did nothing wrong and blah, blah. We just saw Auburn get probation for a guy who legitimately is in prison, if I'm not mistaken, or or is facing jail time. Okay. The lesson learned in all of this, and you go back to the North Carolina deal where they had decades, literally decades, of academic fraud taking place, and NCAA said, well, nothing we can really do about it. We can't control that. You know what? When Yoli Childs got nine games for a paperwork snafu, that indicated to me that cooperating with the NCAA is in nobody's best interest. And when Sportico revealed that both Miami as well as BYU two of the programs who really got on the name, image, and likeness stuff early on and were kind of pioneers and took a lot of the publicity for this early on during the NIL era that is still ongoing. When they said that they were investigating BYU in Miami, I just was like, you know what? You crooks. 
That's what I think of the NCAA. Absolute crooks. These two-faced cronies out there say, well, uh, with NIL, you guys figure it out. Go by your state laws if you have them, but we'll address this down the road. And they were hoping, I, I'm telling you this much, folks, I, I just, I look at this, the NCAA wanted nothing to do with pay, players being paid. They want nothing to do with the name, image, and likeness era. They do not want to regulate it. And they were praying and hoping and crossing their fingers and doing whatever they needed to do in the hopes that the United States Congress, the House of Representatives, or the Senate would take up name, image, and likeness legislation and get something put on the federal books. So that way the NCAA could point to it and say, go by that. What has the U.S. Congress done so far? Pretty much nothing. There have been different bills proposed in both the House and the Senate, but none of them have reached any meaningful level where they actually might become law in any way, shape, or form in the relatively near future. So the NCAA essentially threw up their hands and said, well, if your state has a state law, go by that. In the meantime, you here's some parameters on what you can do with this. So what does BYU do? Well, they make sure that they have uh, not crossed themselves when it comes to state law, which Utah... I've talked with a number of state legislators, does not have any laws on the books currently for name, image, and likeness. And based on what I understand, as of probably two or three months ago, there are no plans to introduce legislation for name, image, and likeness in the Utah state legislature. So BYU is going by the book when it comes to what the NCAA threw out there. And the fact that the NCAA turns around a couple months later and says, ooh, well, they're playing these walk-ons, uh, uh, essentially a scholarship. They're taking care of their, their tuition for them. We need to look into this. Are you kidding me? You guys, you crooks out there in Indianapolis where the NCAA is headquartered decided, well, we need to look into this. And Miami, to their everlasting credit, Dan Lambert, he owns some gyms, and he is paying all Miami football players, I think up to 90 of them, $500 a month for like the foreseeable future, however long they're playing for Miami. He's doing much more than what Built Bar is doing, or the Built Branded Companies is doing for BYU football. And he essentially told them, bleep the NCAA. He said, I hope that they come after us so we can sue them into oblivion. I, I don't have the exact quote in front of me. And he essentially said what BYU would say in much less harsh language. Let's put it that way. I know there are BYU administrators who probably wanted to say what Dan Lambert said on the record, but nonetheless, the fact that the NCAA decided, well, we need to look into this a little bit more. You know what, the NCAA, you can just go pound sand. You can go turn around, take that little bit about investigating BYU and take it where back where you, where you got it from. The funny thing about this is the quote from John McBride, BYU Sports Information Director, the Associate Athletic Director for Sports Information, and said that the NCAA made their inquiries and there are no further questions at this time. I talked to a couple of people over the weekend that indicated that the inquiry by the NCAA that Sportico thought was breaking news has already been put to bed months ago, folks. It is months in the rearview mirror for in BYU's case. Why in the hell is the NCAA doing this? Oh, wait. They want some publicity, and they want to look like they're, they're tough on things. Mark Emmert and his cronies out there in Indianapolis, they're a joke. That's it. That's what I think of this whole deal. They were trying to make some cheap headlines. Sportico latched onto it. Daniel Libet, to his credit, he went and found the details on it and reported it as if it was like something revelatory. If it was revelatory, BYU probably would have had a stronger response to it and probably would have put something out. Well, the response was said that the NCAA has made their inquiries, they got their answers, and they have no more questions for us. So the NCAA, you can make cheap headlines as much as you want, but trust me, people who really want to look into this, they know 
what you guys are all about. And that is, you guys are a farce. You are an organization that is corrupt. You're an organization that just takes money off the back of these student athletes. And I, for one, am frankly very glad that name, image, and likeness exists. And I hope that every student athlete who has an opportunity to do it can rake in as much cash as they possibly can and stick it to the NCAA. That good enough for you, Evan? Hopefully, I laid it out for you clear enough. I just, I am not a fan of the NCAA in any way, shape, or form. I think it's a complete scam. I'm glad the NCAA Constitutional Convention is underway. I hope they make a wholesale change at the top, starting with Mark Emmert from the top down. It needs to be overhauled. All right. I'll step on my soapbox. We'll talk more about BYU basketball, some other notes in BYU athletics here in a moment, but. Hopefully that made it very clear where I stand uh, currently on the situation involving BYU and the NCAA. All right, coming up here in just a minute, as we mentioned, more on BYU football. Actually, a really cool accomplishment for a BYU softball player on the national scene. We'll talk about that as well. All of that in just a few moments. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Omaha Steaks. The holidays are here, my friends, and finding the perfect gift can be tricky. That's where Omaha Steaks comes in. They make it easy to send family and friends an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, yes, just $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like their world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons. I'm a huge fan of those. Chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. And when you use the promo code COLLEGE, you'll also get eight additional Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've heard all about the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so do not wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com, and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code college achieve achieve excuse me gifting greatness with our friends at omaha steaks i'm a huge fan i have had actually two different packages of omaha steaks delivered to my house already uh, from family so you guys can get on it as well incredible flavor incredible value and 100 guaranteed that's omahasteaks.com keyword college to get that perfect gift package for just 99.99 take advantage of it now my friends that is our friends over at omaha steaks before we go on this Tuesday edition of the show, let's start off on the BYU basketball front. The women's team tumbled a little bit after their loss to Oklahoma on the week. They dropped from number 16 to number 20 after their first loss of the season. They are ranked for the third consecutive week for the first time since 2007 when BYU was ranked for four weeks in a row to start the year. They tumbled four spots from number 16 to number 20, but they'll have a chance to move back up, hopefully, when they host Washington State Saturday at noon in the Marriott Center. That game will be broadcast on BYU tv.org and the BYU TV app. Meanwhile, the men's team tumbled out of the top 25, receiving just four votes this week after their one-in-one week. BYU now sitting at eight and two on the season, so they're ways out of the top 25 once again. It's crazy to think just, what, three weeks ago they were ranked number 12 in the country, but that shows you how high you can fly really quickly in men's basketball, but how low you can drop very quickly as well after a couple of losses. BYU's got a lot of work to do, folks. I talked about it on yesterday's podcast. I feel like their size disadvantage, at least the youth disadvantage they have in the front court is going to hamper them throughout the remainder of this season. And it's just unfortunate. It's just something that BYU is going to have to work through. You hope the guys like Fusini, Triori, as well as Atiki Aliatiki get seasoned up really quick, but you are going to have to be patient because they are still just freshmen. You cannot uh, expect them to come out and be otherworldly players right away. I just don't see that. And it's just going to be part of how BYU operates here. 
bigger teams are going to make BYU pay. The nice part is I don't think there's a ton of teams that have the same type of size that a team like Creighton does. So hopefully BYU can continue to find ways to work around their size disadvantage while they also make sure guys like Atiki Eliatiki as well as Big Foose continue to get better and better as the season progresses. Now, one other thing on the BYU men's basketball front, tickets for the 2021 Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic are now on sale. So if you're looking to spend time in the islands this holiday season over Christmas, well, you can get out to Hawaii and watch BYU head coach Mark Pope and his team compete in the 12th edition of the Diamond Head Classic. They are joining Hawaii, Northern Iowa, South Florida, Stanford, Vanderbilt, Wyoming, and Liberty in that field. You can purchase tickets at eTicketHawaii.com and print them on their home computer, or you can make phone over phone orders excuse me, by calling 808-944-2697. You can make those orders Monday through Friday from noon to 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Some op- awesome ticket packages, by the way. You can get them for as low as, I think, let's see, $15 for reserve sessions for individual games, actually $10 for general admission. So if you want to get out to the islands for the holidays, I know it'd probably be a pricey ticket to get the flights there at this point, but hey, if you got some miles to cash in, might be a good time to get out to the islands. I can tell you this much. I've spent Christmas in Hawaii twice in my life. If I could do it every year, I would do it. It's just prohibitively expensive at this point in my life. All right, one final note for you guys before we go. Uh, Dateline Lima, Peru. BYU sophomore standout from their softball program Violet Zavodnik scored the game-winning run to give the under-18 USA women's national team a 1-0 walk-off gold medal victory over number 6 Taiwan to claim the 2021 World Baseball Softball Confederation U18 World Championship title on Sunday. In the bottom of the seventh inning, uh, Zavodnik was walked uh, to put another runner on base before a fielder's choice would cause an out at third, leaving the U.S. with runners on first and second with one out. Named the tournament's most valuable player, Valerie Cagle from Clemson University, drove the first pitch he saw to the left center gap, allowing Zavodnik to speed home from second and score that game-winning run for Team USA to claim that world championship title. Congratulations to Team USA, and more importantly, congratulations to Violet Zavodnik. That's really, really cool. She's actually the reigning West Coast Conference Player of the Year and Freshman of the Year last year. She led the conference last year with a 513 batting average in conference play, the highest average in the West Coast Conference. She had 20 hits, 13 runs, and 18 RBIs with a 1.103 slugging percentage in the 2021 spring season. I would guess she's going to go for more than that this year, but it's incredible to think if she could hit over 500 for two straight years, but Man, she's playing well, and she might find herself playing more for Team USA after that triumph at the World Championships. All right, that's going to do it. Uh, congratulations to Violet Zavodnik, and obviously uh, plenty that we'll be tracking in the upcoming softball season. That'll get underway in February. It's not too far away, folks. Spring sports, I know they start in the winter, but they're spring sports nonetheless. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the show. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Locked On Cougars. Love hearing from you guys. Love getting your guys' interactions interactions with the show as always and feel free to email us anytime locked on byu at gmail.com is the email address and more importantly thank you for making us your first listen of the day now go make locked on big 12 your second listen of the day get caught up on everything going on in big 12 news and notes with our friend josh neighbors over there on locked on big 12 he gets you up to speed on everything in 30 minutes or less it is free and available on all podcasting platforms all right that'll do it thank you once again for your support as always hope you guys have a great rest of your day wherever you might be. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for December 14th, 2021, and we will catch you guys manana.